Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Next Level. Once again, thank you all for your support. This podcast wouldn't be possible without it. Okay, so without further delay, let's get into um, the topic for today's 20th episode. Since this podcast can never be completely independent of this topic of English, so I decided to connect it with the next level. Um, as you know, the next level isn't really about just language acquisition, but it's, a, it's about everything um, beyond that. I just used English as a starting point. But basically, when you're learning or developing, you're always trying to take yourself to that next level. But for today, if we focus in particular on English, I would like to discuss some of my core concepts and my methods on how I take my own language learning or how I help my students take their language learning to that next level. So maybe I've repeated this in the past, but it's always good to review. And that is that there are some fundamental differences between what language means to a child when they're still in development and what language means to an adult. These are very core fundamental differences that I cannot emphasize enough. If you have a child or if you watch children or if you think back to when you were a child, language to you was different. Language to you was just about making sense of the world. It was exploration. It was about seeing things, but you didn't know how to make what you saw understood by your parents. Okay, so when you were a baby, you just could cry or point your finger at it. Or you wanted to do certain things, but you had to make your ideas understood. And they were very basic. But when you become an adult, it's not so much about that anymore. You feel you want to do that when you first learn a language. You still want that same core drive. You want to be able to um, travel abroad and tell them what kind of room you want to book. I mean, these are all very understandable um, desires or goals when you're learning a language. But my view is different, and that is that was just a past method. And because we have memories of the past, so we apply those same methods from the past and apply them to now. Um, why I say that is because after years, I mean, even decades of teaching and self-learning and experimentation, I've come to realize that when we get to a certain age, and I think we're all there now, one thing that has appeared in our lives that we probably were not aware of, but certainly knew about its existence, and that is this concept of meaning. Let's be honest here. When I was in high school, I never got asked meaning. I mean, meaning was assigned to me. When I was in my high school tennis team or running team or volleyball team, meaning to me was winning. I mean, that was it. It was the same meaning for everyone. But you know, when you get older and meaning has a different feeling, it's because you have more life experience. And then that is why, you know, when you get older, Everyone has to find their own meaning, right? It becomes a very 
unique and personal journey. Let me uh, tell you a quick story, and this is just one of many stories I have that made me come to this realization. So a couple years ago, I was on the MRT, and I saw a, a young guy. He's probably in high school, and he was reading a book. It looks like he was studying because it was a, it was a word list book. And when I saw the uh, cover of the book, it was something like 4,000 must-know words in English. And so he was reading it, and it was a typical book, which I'm sure you guys are all familiar with. It's got, you know, each page had maybe 10 words. And with, under each word, there's a definition and one example sentence. So he was going through that, and I decided to talk to him. So the conversation was a pretty friendly one. But in the end, it was very apparent to me that he didn't really know why he was doing this. Or maybe he never thought about it. He just obeyed because that was a requirement from school. So you see, to me, I noticed right there and then that there's a, there's a big difference between the language that he's speaking and the English language that he's learning. They're both languages, but English somehow became uh, a goal. It was like you, you, you packaged this language into a goal, and it no longer had any meaning. Or the only meaning was to reach a certain target. But originally, when we were speaking our first language, it wasn't a goal. It was to make ourselves understood. But then with the second language, there is some criteria to it. And to me, that is the starting point all subsequent following challenges and failures that we will encounter. So in other words, because our second language starting point, our mindset was built differently, everything after that became different. And we can never expect to speak it like the same way we spoke our first language. And then that's the frustration. One of the most common um, comments I've heard is that they can say this in Chinese, but they can't say it in English. That's because they're making a comparison. They cannot get it quite right, you know? And I understand that. And slowly, what you want to do is you want to understand that maybe if you go back to the original starting point of why you were learning this, it was because the school asked you to, or it was because you're be, you'll be able to do better in life. Um. Some schools understand that, so that's why they focus a lot on conversation. They want this to be fun, you know. They want uh, you to just talk like the movies or something. I, I know schools in other um, language schools that teach it this way, that promote it this way. I have nothing. By the way, I just want to say I have nothing against any of these methods. Um, my podcasts, you know, are more like sharings. They're like observations of how. I see things. They're never attacks. Okay, I just want to get that out of the way. But anyway, what I what I see with those is that then it's it doesn't really solve the problem because you're still trying to um, use English as a way to have a conversation. You're, you're purposely avoiding the the other part of it, the criteria part of it, and you're just trying to make it seem like I'm speaking English so I can have a conversation with foreigners or I can understand movies and I'm, it's for fun. But the, the, the problem with that, again, is you're still missing that thing called meaning, meaning that you're copying someone else's 
you know, speaking style or watching a movie and you're trying to speak like that. You're, that's not you, okay? So that leads me to my main point, and that is when you're speaking from either of these two starting points, you will not feel fulfilled because meaning is missing. Um, why I say that is, okay, back to that story with that boy on the MRT. There was no meaning for him. It was probably a goal. Goal and meaning are a little bit different. I mean, you can have a meaningful goal, but most of the time when, we have, when you set a goal, it's so you can get somewhere. For that boy on the MRT, he will probably not remember 99% of those words after he finishes his entrance exam or his English exam. I am pretty sure of that. It was because it didn't have any meaning to him. It was just, they were just words on a, on a piece of paper in a book. But those same words to me had meaning. When I saw a word like, for example, mechanical, you know, he learned that mechanical and he was like, you know, I saw him repeat it, mechanical, mechanical, mechanical. Okay, it means like a machine. Okay, next. And then it's another word that starts with M, right? So, for example. But mechanical to me was learned when I experienced something mechanical instead of what? Something that was natural. When I was first born, everything was natural to me, right? Everything was natural. I didn't know what a machine was. It wasn't, only, it wasn't until I got a bit older that I began to realize Oh, things were not only natural, they were other mechanical things, for example, right? So for him, that boy, English became just a tool to achieve something. And it was hard for him to make any meaning out of it. But you don't blame that boy because at his age, um, you can't really find meaning in deep places. And then for the other um, students who are learning conversational English, they might think there's more meaning because they're no longer studying or learning this language to pass some test or to do something. And it sounds like fun. Oh, I like the movie. It's meaningful. But we're talking about meaning on a deeper level. And so that brings me, the, brings me to my second point. What is meaningful is only meaningful for you. It's a personal meaning. Okay, we're not talking about group meanings here. We're talking about personal meaning. That is part of our human nature. We associate ourselves with meaning. I say that is because you can see it everywhere. For example, a brand, if you like that brand, for whatever reason, you might not be very aware of it, but let's say you like that brand because it's environmentally friendly. That has meaning for you because it's part of who you are. That's why brands these days try so hard to make you feel that they fit your personal image or your personal belief system. These are all meaningful things to you. That's why they spend so much money on advertising, giving you that feeling like, yeah, you know, you're part of this movement or you're part of a certain identity. And this is also another very basic psychological um, phenomenon, and that is the effect of association. Association just means you are linked to a certain thing. You don't want to be associated with bad people if you believe you are a good person. Okay, you don't want to associate with 
people who are not like you and you want to associate with people who are like you. So taking that, you can see why it's kind of like a bad idea to try to study English in a general sense because in the end, when we speak, we want to associate with who we are, not people who are like us. Okay, that's another key. So if you think about that, every association is closer to who we are. Then in the end, it's really about who we are. It's about speaking from the source, and that is who we are. Now, I know a lot of people will say, yeah, why well, I can't even communicate. I can't even tell the bus driver I want to get off at this station. Um, believe it or not, these are not very difficult things to learn. I mean, that's basics of a language. Okay, um, I mentioned earlier, or maybe I haven't, but the the structure or the, the composition of a language can be roughly categorized into different things. Uh, you can be informing someone something. For example, tomorrow I will be there. That is, you're informing, you are giving information. And um, that is, believe it or not, the easiest way uh, or the easiest thing to master in a language. It's not hard at all. That's why most basic language books start with some sort of um, informing as their basis, right? Like tour books, like how to book, <laughs> how to book a hotel or how to tell someone something. These are all information. I'm not talking about that. We're past that. We're talking about if you want to get to that next level, you need to speak from the source. And that is meaning. Um, believe it or not, in the end, you will slowly realize that whatever you're doing at the core, it's this self, this personal self with a capital S, by the way, not the small s, meaning that it's the individual self inside that wants to be expressed. This is an interesting topic because artists are really good at that. They're really good at expressing themselves. Um, we, the normal people, we are all creative and artistic, but we somehow feel we have to be artists in order to fully express ourselves and that's simply not true and so what the artist does is at least the old artists not the new ones um but i have my own opinions about that but let's just say the old artists the not old as an age old but just you know the, the back then artists they actually are like how do i say that they they kind of help us um, to express ourselves. So when we, when we see a piece of art and we can relate to it, we can feel it, then the artist has succeeded because through his artwork, the person seeing this piece of art can connect to it. So the artist has done his or her job for us. We have been able to express ourselves indirectly through that art. Okay. So what I'm saying is that we all need expression, and that is why we all can identify with art in our lives. Um, this topic actually is quite interesting and um, has a lot more space to um, further discuss. But unfortunately, we're out of time because, um, yeah, we only have about 16 minutes. So thank you again for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this. And um, until next time. Bye-bye.